Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the podcast. Just wanted to let you know that one of the best tournaments we've run thus far is premiering on the JM Warehouse YouTube channel. One inning league roulette. Quick games, lots of action. One team doesn't make the postseason. One team doesn't get drafted. Hearts get broken. Heroes get made. Make sure you tune in and join us in the live chat. JM Warehouse YouTube channel. Games premiere at 6 o'clock. Thanks. On this episode of Inside Boxing Live, we will dive into the latest saga with Javante Davis and Ryan Garcia. The zone put out their spring schedule. It includes Anthony Joshua not on pay-per-view. And there's a big title fight at 130 pounds this weekend between Ray Vargas and Oshaki Foster. Let's get into it. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Inside Boxing Live. This is a product of John Boy Media. I am Dan Canover. He is the former champion, Chris Algieri. We're back talking boxing like we do twice a week for you. Chris, how is everything going down in Florida? Now you're busy with the pro box stuff. Uh, what's the latest, my friend? Yeah, going going well. Uh, pumping out a ton of content that's going to be rolling out in the next few weeks to, and months and is going to be nonstop for the rest of this year but uh yeah all all good talking boxing non-stop i'm a i'm a full-time boxing pundit now so between i i started with you you guys got me going twice a week and now i'm literally doing it every day so that's good I man you're it, gonna stay it's sharp a great thing you're gonna stay in the, oh. in the know you're gonna stay sharp you're gonna be camera ready you're always camera ready that's that's for sure yeah, yeah. I mean, it, they make it make it. E- it's a lot easier these days to be camera ready. It's a lot of it's DIY, and but uh, but still, we we put out great content. So that's, that's all that matters. Great, great, great subject matter. Great, great talking points. When we got it. We have a lot to get to on uh, this episode. Some headlines, of course. We always start the show with some headlines before we get into the um, big fight of the weekend over on Showtime, uh, which is a vacant WBC title match between Oshaki Foster and Ray Vargas. We'll break that down. Uh, before we get into any breakdowns, the big game. It's a Sunday, Chris. We're getting closer and closer to the big game. Um, DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57, has all the Super Bowl action you need. New customers can bet just $5 and win 200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get in on Super Bowl 57 excitement with DraftKings Happy Hour uh, Super Boost. Check out DraftKings Sportsbook app every day between 6 p.m., and 9 p.m. Eastern uh, to see what prop bet will be boosted. Um, I'm taking a look at the the coin toss. <laughs> uh, I have the, the numbers on this, Chris. Uh, 20, 29 times the coin toss was tails compared to 27 uh, for heads. So hmm. uh, I take everything into account. Yeah, well, you degenerate gamblers generally do. So I'm, <laughs> I'm not, not a degenerate gambler. <laughs> I am on a hot streak. Um, I will throw some some money here and there on the Super Bowl. Like, so these prop bets are fun. There's also this thing called an octopus. Could you even imagine what that is in the box in the football world? I mean, I'm thinking eight some eight, eight something. It's not. I don't know what octopus where they got that from. It's when a player scores a touchdown, and if they go for two point conversion, the same player scores the two point conversion. So yeah, so eight, right? It's not, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it is eight. Plus... Yeah, it is eight because you get yeah. eight points for an extra for an extra point. 
about yeah, that? six plus two is eight. See, see that? Yeah, see, I'm, 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 I'm teaching you about this stuff now. I'm not. <laughs> You're the one that was taking blows, and and you have better math than me. Damn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's happened six times this year in the NFL, and twice it happened. Mahomes and Hurts were both playing in the Super Bowl. That's plus fourteen hundred on DraftKings. So I might throw that like sounds like a that sounds like a good. It's it a good makes risk. Makes it fun. Makes it fun. The Super Bowl makes it, it makes it a little bit fun. So you're gonna want to get in on the regular bets. There's a lot of prop bets on on uh, DraftKings. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code IBL. New customers can bet five dollars on the Super Bowl Fifty Seven and get two hundred in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings with code IBL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, let's get into it. Uh, wouldn't be a, a week in the boxing world if we didn't get an update on the Tank Davis-Ryan Garcia fight, which is penciled in for April 15th. Uh, the latest is that it was in grave danger, uh, says Chris Maddox. Um, Mike Coppinger reported that a rematch clause is the latest snag in this fight. And when I say Mike Coppinger reported, I mean Oscar De La Hoya called up uh, uh, Mike Coppinger and said, guess what happened? Um, we're haggling over the rematch clause. Now, Chris, I want to ask you this. You've been part of these negotiations, um, big fights. You fought Manny Pacquiao, you fought Errol Spence, you fought Amir Khan. Um, also, I negotiated a lot of those myself, exactly. by the way. So when there's a fight of this magnitude, and it's it's clear that the first fight is going to air on Showtime. Devonta Davis is the A-side. It's going to be on Showtime. It's going to be a PBC production and, and all that jazz. There is no rematch clause for if Ryan Garcia wins. There's only a rematch clause if Tank loses. So Tank, let's just say Tank loses. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You said yes. there's no rematch clause if Ryan wins, and there is if Tank loses. That's the same thing. Well, sorry, if Tank Davis loses, he can initiate a rematch clause. Okay. If Ryan, if Garcia, Ryan loses, right? Ryan Garcia loses. There's there's no rematch clause. Thank you for correcting got, got me. It. Okay. Yeah. So. The first fight's going to be on Showtime, PBC vehicle. We know that. Or that's what's been negotiated, and that's fine. The rematch clause is what they're haggling over. Oscar's side and Golden Boy's side says, if Ryan Garcia wins, we should have the first, we should have rights to the rematch. It should be on the zone. We should be the A side. And Showtime and PBC side saying, no, 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 no. Not so fast. Like, why? No, no, no. We can't do that. I don't know. I feel like that makes sense. I feel like if Ryan Garcia wins, he's now like one of the biggest stars in boxing. I know it doesn't add up maybe to the, the money side of things. I think Tank still would be a big seller, but that's pretty standard, I feel like, in boxing negotiations. All right. So two things to think about here. So <clears throat> Ryan wins. Winner stays. Ryan wins. Ball goes into their court. <clears throat> they should have the rights to where the fight is aired. Ryan's side, right? And Right, right. The winner, regardless whether it's so. Ryan or you know, so that so that that's a is that winner stays. Whoever wins, if there's a rematch, winner gets the rights. And so if Ryan gets gets the win, it's up to Golden Boy and their side to decide where the fight is going to be. Mm-hmm. Second of all, especially if Ryan wins, he's the digital content king in this situation. Remove it from network television. Remove it from. Showtime. Remove it from those cable networks. Bring it to digital. It's going to make more money. Bring it to so, where? To, to, to the streaming side. To the because zone, of, Yeah. Yeah. Which exactly. we've invested so, millions of dollars in Ryan Garcia. Correct. So uh, there's a big upside on Ryan winning the fight and then having the rematch in their court where they can bring it over to the zone. 
So that is a a, a legitimate sticking point, I would say. Um, I would also say so. That was that's B. <laughs> C. And you know, we've been doing this for months now, talking about this fight. I am very pessimistic about this fight actually happening. I don't know if it's going to be. I don't know if this is the real holdup, because if it wasn't this, it would be something else. It would be the the gloves for God knows what reason. Yeah, I just feel like they're just looking for a reason to keep pushing this fight off. Not sure why, not sure who, but I don't know. This seems like a snake bitten fight. I just have a bad feeling about everything. All the writing on the wall to me doesn't doesn't add up to to a positive light for this fight finally happening, and, and we're seeing it. I'm I'm sitting here, you know, every time every time this thing gets 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 stalled, I'm like. You know, I, I I told you, Dan. I knew it was gonna get. There was wasn't gonna be as smooth. Um, didn't think a rematch clause would be the the uh, roadblock, <laughs> but I do understand right. both sides of it, of course. And not not to be the both sides guy, but if Ryan Garcia wins, they should definitely they have every right to say we should take over the production. You know, not only if even if he didn't win, even if there was like a two fight deal or something like that, it's like the you know the second fight would be on the zone. I mean, I think that's happened mm-hmm. before. Uh, and I also understand it from from Javante Davis's side. It's like, listen, like even if Ryan Garcia wins, um, Tank is still Tank when it comes to uh, the stuff you could see. You know, like the financials, like the the gates and uh, the numbers, and you know he's the A side always uh, in in between these two. Um, so I, I see it for, from that side too. Uh, for what it's worth, Steven Espinosa went on Chicken Talk, uh, which is a pretty cool uh, Twitter space, and then said he remains optimistic that Javante Davis versus Ryan Garcia will happen despite the rematch clause dispute. We sent the revised contract last week and haven't heard anything. If it's down to one issue, that's phenomenal news. This is a guy that's been part of the biggest fights uh, Mayweather, Canelo, Mayweather. Uh, McGregor, uh, he's been a part of some of the biggest fights in boxing. He knows how to make a, a, a mega fight. I think it happens. Uh, I've heard some things behind the scenes um, that all systems are a go for April 15th. Uh, a lot of work is being done um, for this fight to be go through on April 15th. I, st- I still am optimistic. I still think it happens. This is just one last little thing that they are going to haggle over. Um, if, th- if this fight happens before July, I'll buy you a beer. Before July. Wow. Man, I hope it I mean, I hope it does. I understand where you're coming from too, but and I also see like people that there are people out there that are hoping that it doesn't happen. I'm not saying that you're one of those people, but there are some that oh, are no, like, I'm not. told you so. PBC acted fight. up again. I told you so. And like there's I'd rather be people- wrong. I'd rather be wrong. I'd rather the sport flourish and me be wrong than than the other other way around. I've seen so many people. Oh, look, as I'm saying this, Ryan Garcia just liked one of my tweets. I tweeted that Ryan Tank Ryan is happening on April 15th. Everyone simmer down after I got some uh, insider information. Ryan Garcia just liked the tweet in real time. There you go. Boom, right there. Boom. See that, guys? We're breaking things in <laughs> real time. There's nothing the most, the more you have to hear here. So you owe me a, you're going to owe me a beer. We'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I want to see. They got to be in the ring. <laughs> they got to be in the ring before before this bet ends. 
yeah, so that is what's going on with, with Tank and Ryan. Um, if it does happen, you got to expect a formal announcement soon. I mean, if it does mm-hmm. April, I mean, we're getting almost we're almost in mid February or it's early February by next week. It's mid February. Um, a fight that doesn't really need a lot of promotion uh, anyway. Doesn't need a five city tour. Um, this fight has been brewing for three, four years now. Uh, just give us the official date and the venue and and let's get this thing rolling in the right direction because it's going to be a very very busy april um speaking of that anthony joshua uh, it's great what'd you say i said we're having a busy year already it's great yeah no this is like we said remember we said last week we're like two weeks ago we were like oh man february is a little light but i mean just this past weekend was one of the the crazier fight weekends and we're getting ready for another fight it just never ends in boxing you want to say that it's going to be slow and then Headlines come out, news comes out, crazy fights that you were not expecting uh, give you something to talk about. So it never ends in this in boxing world. No, boxing's like that. Boxing will never die. Uh, my 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 broadcast partner on ProBox TV, Paulie Monaghi, said that today. People love to say boxing's dead. It, boxing will never die, and there, there's it's endless content, which makes our jobs a lot easier. You and I, because we always have things to talk about. But Larry Merchant also said it. Um, nothing can kill it, and nothing can save it. Oof, that's a profound. That's a t- yeah, profound, but also tough. That's a dark. That's a dark I mean, he thought. was the best at that. You know, remember they would always yeah. go to Larry at the end of the night for his like final words, and you get and that it backhanded. Take, yeah, it would take like several seconds for him to get into what he was trying to say, but it would always be something very profound, and that's one of his better. And then ones. it would leave you walking away like, ugh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I watched the other night? Um, the real Rocky, thirty for thirty. On Chuck okay, Webber, yeah. have Chuck you seen Webber's that? Awesome, uh, I have. Yeah, it is awesome. I mean, I don't know how I had never Chuck saw Webner it. Chuck Webber was awesome. Chuck Webber is legend. I mean, holy crap! Awesome. I mean, I've I've never I I've don't know how I've never saw that actual thirty for thirty. I know his story pretty well, and mm-hmm. I remember my dad had a picture with Chuck Webber uh, hanging up in his office downstairs when I was a kid, and like Webner's has the most scar tissue I've ever seen on uh, eyes. Like there, he had that yeah. fighter's face. But um, yeah, I was just scrolling through ESPN Plus the other night. Couldn't try to watch them. Obviously, had to get a boxing fix. Awesome, really cool. What a story! I mean, selling liquor uh, in New Jersey gets the the fight with Ali. Uh, Sylvester Stallone didn't want to admit that he just blatantly ripped off his life uh, for a billion dollar enterprise. Come on, Sly. And finally, he gave in. They settled. But for the while, he's like, "What do you mean? Like, you're really bottom feeding here?" Sly said to him, "Like, come on, bro. Like, even like the Thunderlips one, like Rocky Three, is when he he what fought Andre the Giant. And Andre the Giant threw him out of the ring. Yeah, awesome. So I, I recommend everyone go out and watch uh, <laughs> the real Rocky, um, a thirty for thirty that came out like ten years ago. That I'm telling you to watch now. Uh, <laughs> speaking of April, we were just talking about April. Uh, Anthony Joshua, Jermaine Franklin, a fight that we uh, talked about for a while now is official. Uh, it's going mm-hmm. down April 1st on the zone, um, the zone regular uh, subscription. So first time, I think, ever uh, that Joshua was fighting on non-pay-per-view in the UK. He fought on regular the zone at MSG against Andy Ruiz. Um, this fight is getting like I fought mixed... that night, by the way. Don't don't forget you that did. you did fight that I night. Scored, I scored Tommy a Coyle. That night. Nice knockout. Uh, you had the, the bloody face. Uh, I remember watching that fight on my uh, phone at my buddy's wedding in Las Vegas. And I watched your fight um, while getting ready for the wedding. I was like, man, this is a blood and guts war. 
Yeah, it, it would have been fight of the night if, if Andy didn't pull the upset off. <laughs> Andy was going to go on and make for, history. Forgotten in the annals of time because of the main event. But, yeah. uh, so Joshua is fighting Franklin uh, April 1st. Fight's getting like mixed reviews. I like the fight. Good fight. Good fight. Good fight. We we spoke about this already at you know at length in, in a previous episode, so everybody can go back and watch that episode. But um, yeah, it, it, you know it's it's the kind of fight that. Listen, I like Franklin. I thought he did great in the white fight. I was I was like, ah, I want to see this guy again. Um, I'm it's cool. I'm happy anytime a guy like that gets a big payday and gets to step up there and fight a guy like Anthony Joshua. I mean, he's gonna get the big the big fight experience. We get to watch it on on DAZN without having to pay extra money for the month. So that's that's a good thing, and uh, I think it's a good move. Right? You you put you put Anthony Joshua in the comeback trail on non pay per view, and people get to hopefully, essentially, probably fall in love with Joshua again. Hopefully, he has you know not hopefully, but he goes out there and does what 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 he should do and what he can do, and we get excited about Anthony Joshua again. If that that's the script. If that yes. happens, who knows? Because Josh, because uh, Franklin is is a talented guy. He throws combinations. He's tough. He's going to be in there, and um, and I think Dan, you've said this. This is all about whether or not Anthony Joshua stops him, mm-hmm. because if it doesn't, you know, it 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 it, it leaves a, a question mark outside and of him like it, winning twelve rounds. I mean, he's got to get a couple knockdowns. Yeah, he's yeah, he's got to put on a dominant, dominant world class performance because essentially this fight's what leading to Dillian White, who Franklin lost to, right? Barely, barely. So then we're getting, you know, we're getting the Joshua White rematch, and that's another one where you've said if he doesn't score a knockout, then what? Are yeah, we, I mean, you know, there's a, a script. It's a real like litmus test. There's a script, yeah, this, like you said, like it's script. like the NFL. Um, they say it's scripted, uh, but th- th- there is a script in boxing. You can do that. In, it's called matchmaking. Um, they made this fight so Joshua can stand and trade, and he's going to do that in in this fight. One thing though, um, that you said it's not on pay per view. They did raise the price of the zone. Um, it's been ESPN gradually, as well. Every, every, everything's going. It's up. been gradually increasing. So. If it's not one thing, it's the other. I feel for some boxing fans out there. I still think the zone uh, is a pretty good value uh, o- overall. Joshua is in Texas from everything that I've read. He's officially training uh, over with Derek James. That's something to keep an eye on. Uh, I like that. I love that move. Let's see if he can uh, become a knockout puncher like some of Derek James's fighters, i.e. Uh, Jamel Charlo. So I-, I like that aspect of this. Yeah, I mean, listen, I like when Anthony Joshua fights. I like Anthony Joshua. I, I and When he is at the top of the division, when he's fighting, and he fights often, you know, for a heavyweight. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, I've, I've always said that. I've always liked Anthony Joshua. So I always look forward to him fighting. And I do like Franklin. He's a young, tough guy. And I think he's going to fight. I don't think he's going to shell up. I think he's going to let his hands go and, 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 and be there to make it a fight. So let's go. I'm, I'm, I'm for it. Yeah, exactly. If when Anthony Joshua's at his best or when he's knocking guys out, it's good for the sport. Um, I think we look at it a little bit differently than than fans, but I think for the most part, it's boxing's a different type of sport where I think real fans root for the overall health of the sport. Um they want to see Joshua in there. They want to see him salvage what he's got, whatever he has left, and give us some of these uh big fights that we still haven't seen him in, whether it's Wilder, uh, whether it's Fury. And I think this is the beginning of it. This is the 
You know, they're talking about they're you know, rebuilding him once again. This is like the second or third time they're rebuilding him. I give him credit for getting back in there uh, on April 1st and versus a decent top 15-ish opponent in uh, Jermaine Franklin. If he gets a knockout, even better. Uh, just get a win and then keep it moving. Uh, zone did also announce their um, fights through May. Uh, some of these we knew about. I think most of these we knew about. But February 18th, which is in coming up, I think it's next weekend, Lee Wood versus Mauricio Lara. I love this. This is an A type of fight for me. I would rate it Good an fight. A. I would rate it an 8 out of 10. How about you? I love this fight. I love this fight, and I got Lara. I think I did. he is a rough, rough cat. And Lee Wood, before the stoppage of Conlon, before the, 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 the fight of the year, before the knockout of the year, you know, like he's a good fighter. But I don't know. I think Lara is is the the king spoiler in in boxing today. I mean, that guy, he uh, he can really fight. And I think uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm taking Lara in the fight. Also, I think it's going to be a shootout throughout because I don't think either guy knows any other way. Yeah. Um, it's an awesome awesome fight, and I'm surprised it got made honestly. But I love this fight. Great. It was, it was great supposed fight. to be made in September. Um, Whenever I, I, I th- obviously think of Lee Wood knocking out Conlon in the twelfth round, but I'm also think of him getting hit with so many overhand rights from mm-hmm. Mick Conlon, who is a great guy, great fighter, but not exactly known as like a power punch uh, type of fighter. So yeah, he laid he laid he laid Wood on his back yep. right away. Right. Yep. And that that did like it's not leaving my mind anytime soon. Uh, yeah. Mauricio Lara hits a lot harder than Conlon. Uh, he's the Bronco. He's a freak. Um, this is an awesome fight. This is like yeah. a can't miss for any hardcore fan. Uh, that's next weekend. Um, March 11th, Callum Smith, who is in line to fight Better Viev, is fighting a Polish fighter by the name of Powell Stepien. Uh, this is clearly a stay busy fight. Um, I don't know what to even rate this one. Um, I don't think everyone... I like Callum Smith, but when he's put in the position he's in now of potentially blocking a better BFB ball fight that who knows would even be made anyway. Don't really love yeah. this fight from that standpoint, but I do like Callum Smith, the fighter at 175. As long as Callum Smith does what he's been doing at 175, I like it. He's been starching guys. Like his, his two fights at 75 has, he's looked like a whole new fighter. And as long as he keeps doing that and goes out there and, and, and keeps that Callum Smith KO train going. Cool. Probably and then we get the better BFB fight. Here. Fully expect him to do that against Powell Stepien. Uh, Diego Pacheco is on the card, uh, one of our favorites. He's Love. playing Jack Cullen, who is like a local uh, domestic uh, all-action fighter uh, from the yeah, UK. Guy. Yeah, so that's a that's a decent good one. UK guy. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's good. That's a good. That's a good on paper step up. Step up for Pacheco. There you go. Uh, that's March 11th. Um, I rate that like a four out of ten because yeah, he's fighting. It's not. Uh, it's not really, it doesn't really matter a whole lot. Right. Uh, April 8th, Jesse Bam Rodriguez, Christian Gonzalez. Uh, Bam Rodriguez now going for uh, a world title back down at 112. Uh, it's a vacant, I think, WBO strap. Anytime Bam fights, I'm watching. Um, sol- solid 7 out of 10. Um, it's always fun fights with him. We love Bam on this show. We, we talk about him ad, ad nauseum. Um, if anybody doesn't like them, then like him or like us talking about him, then you're in the wrong place. <laughs> I think Bam has so, like, hope- is one of the most beloved. I wouldn't say beloved, but he has like, he has a high approval rating among boxing fans, which is really hard to attain. Yeah. I mean, he, he stylistically, he's great. Um, he's got a great little look to him, but also like in person, he's just a great, 
great kid. Like, I mean, he's, he's great. Like really, really, really nice kid. Nice family. All of them. All those guys are great. And a great, and a great, you know, great squad right around him. Um, hopefully I'm working that show. And then I would, you know, get to call another one of uh, Bam's, Bam's fights and Bam's on the card. So. Yeah, that Looking one's going that. down in uh, San Antonio, which is also happy to see him. Yeah, hometown. San Antonio, great city. Hopefully, also uh, happy to see him fighting for a world title in a weight class that he really truly belongs in. Yeah, one twelve. So that because this could start a whole new uh, journey for him or back down whole to where he might be for the next couple of years. Uh, that's April eighth, April twenty second. Decent fight here. Uh, Shaz uh, Rakamov versus Joe Cardina. Uh, Good fight. Cardina Actually. knocked out Agawa last year. I thought that was one of the KOs of the year. Broke his hand, not in the fight, but in camp. And then the IVF doesn't play any games. Stripped Cordina. Uh, Rakamov won Cordina's belt by beating Zelfa Barrett. So mm-hmm. now Cordina is fighting for his belt that he never lost. <laughs> never lost. IVF is crazy, man. You dealt with with them. They are they're pretty yep. strict. They they don't really have a like a a spokesperson they don't have Suleiman out there they don't have that guy Gilberto Mendoza walking around they're just like hey we're the IBF we have our, our rules and we stick to them yeah they got office about as big as the the hotel room that I'm in right now <laughs> and, and then no it's, it's it's very very strange New outfit. Jersey right uh, yeah Jersey and um yeah I, I mean th- this is a good fight it's an important fight for the for the 130 pounders and we're going to talk a little bit more about them you know later in the show but um you know, these are these are guys that are hovering around in the top 10 and the winner of this fight is going to shoot into the top five, you know, and, and and be in the in the mix big time for 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 that weight class. So I think this is an important fight. Uh, it's it's not an easy pick, an easy pick either. Um, so, yeah, I think I, this is an important fight. I think I think on the in terms of the world stage and rankings, this this fight is probably more important than any of the other ones on the list. Rakamov's game. Um Cordina yeah, I think is really good. I think he's a really high ceiling. Um mm-hmm. love that one punch knockout of Ogawa came out of nowhere. Um, yeah, but other than that, he's not really known as a knockout puncher. No, he's not known as a knockout puncher. And you know, listen, that's a great way to get eyes on you. But prior to that, I didn't see a whole I mean, he's very definitely talented and he's definitely like you said, there's a ceiling, there's a there's a, a high potential. Um, but I think he has a lot more developing to do, and this is a very, very tough fight. So he comes out on top in this fight, and especially if he does it in spectacular fashion. Wow, you know that's gonna put that's gonna put everyone in the boxing world on notice, especially in the one thirty pounders. But uh, it's a, it's a big ask for him at this stage of his career, I believe. May twentieth is a fight we all know about. Uh, just got announced this past weekend in the ring: Katie Taylor, Amanda Serrano, two, uh, mm-hmm. which we spoke about at length on last show. So that's the fall, excuse me, April to well, spring. It's a spring schedule for the zone matchroom. Um, decent, not anything spectacular. These are all solid fights, um, but you're getting it. None of them on pay per view. You're getting it for your subscription. You're going to see Anthony Joshua, Lee Wood. I think will be a good one. You get to see Jesse Rodriguez. Uh, you get to see Katie Taylor, Manor Serrano too, and then sprinkle in some other secondary type of fights on there. So all in all, pretty good rollout from uh Matchroom and, and DeZone. You see this, Chris, March 18th. This is not on this is on DeZone, but this is a Golden Boy fight. Zerto Ramirez, uh coming off of his loss to Bivol, is fighting Gabe Rosado, who, to my knowledge, had never fought at 175. This is a fight where no one, I wouldn't say anyone really asked for it, literally came out of nowhere. Uh, I don't know what to make of it. I have no real I'm someone I feel like I have an opinion on every fight or anything boxing. I have I'm like 
Like what? What does this fight mean? Nothing. <laughs> it's it's a weird fight. It's it's Zerto was completely uh, exposed in the Bivol fight. Um, uh, for him to fight a much much smaller guy coming up, somebody's never fought there. He's also pretty shop worn. Uh, no offense, Gabe, but you know, you, I think he knows that. a long, a long career, and you, you know, he knows he knows where. Yeah, exactly. He knows where he's at in terms of his career. Um, and it, he wasn't a sixty eight pounder. To go up to 75 is, I don't know. But, you know, it's, it's a comeback fight for Zerto, I'm assuming. And it is, it's, and Gabe's a, a, a you know, a, a litmus test for him at this point to see how much is left of, of or, you know, what can be salvaged from Zerto. Because a loss here to, to Gabe Rosado at 175, you might as well pack it in. Like, you're not going to get a big fight anymore. That'd be embarrassing. Um, yeah. And, and a win is just, it's basically just a win. Because no one, it's not going down on your record as as you know. You're fighting Gabe four weight classes above where he was, like really close to his title at 54. So, yeah. The only he, thing he I said, can, well, yeah. The only thing I can make of this is Zero Ramirez is back in the ring. Four months yeah. since the B-ball loss. Not waiting eight months. Not waiting ten months like some fighters do. Not waiting a full year. Probably got paid very handsomely for that b-ball fight, over especially since it was over in the Middle East. A lot of guys kind of, you know, pack. I wouldn't say pack it in, but they you don't see him for a while. So there's that. Yeah, there's that. He's fighting four months after that. Um, there is a somewhat of a following for for Gabe Rosado. He has a name, but I mean, this is a guy like I think 160 is his best weight. 168, really pushing it, going up to 175. Um, whatever. That's March 18th. Um. I don't really want to talk about this topic, but it's just so made me feel a certain type of way. Roy Jones Jr. to box Anthony Pettis in a eight round, not exhibition, right? Which I thought about when I saw the headline, when I saw the 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 fight poster. I said, oh, "All right, exhibition, MMA versus boxer." No, this is a pro fight. Fifty four yes, year old Roy Jones is fighting thirty six year old Anthony Pettis. What is going on? I don't like it for a number of reasons. Number one, what you just said, age, thirty-six. You're three years younger than me. Like, what do you? What do you? Like, you're still viable. Like in in top, you know, in 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 MMA and whatever. You still you still have a viable guy. You can win a title. And Roy is fifty-four and coming off the couch. You know, he he fought an exhibition a year and a half ago against another retired fighter who hadn't fought in 20 plus years. Uh, I don't know. And that was more that was like listen, two and a half years ago. Yeah, exactly. So, Three years ago. I don't even know the, the, the time is who knows what year yeah, it is. Time's anymore. flying. Time's flying, man. Um, yeah. Listen, Roy is a grown man. He can do whatever he wants with his health and his life and, and, and fighting. And, and I'm never the kind of guy that I'm never forcing anybody to retire. It's mm-hmm. up to you. This is your life. Anderson Silva was the same way. People were like, oh, I need to retire. I'm like, no, he doesn't. He can, he can do whatever he wants. He can fight for as long as he wants. As long as he can pass the health test, it, it, it's up to him. It, it, he's got to deal with that later. But with Roy, my issue is, and I, I was thinking about this earlier when we were talking, we're getting further removed from a young fan base who remembers these great fights. Like you brought up the Chuck Wepner thing. Like, yeah, go watch that 30 for 30. If you don't know that story, if you don't know, and why would you nowadays? Cause we're no one's ever bringing that stuff up except for us. That's why you guys tune in here. But 
with a guy like Roy Jones Jr., he's the best fighter, hands down, head and shoulders above everyone else that I've ever seen fight while I've been alive. By far, the best fighter I've ever seen. I don't want these new next young generation to see Roy now and think that's what Roy Jones is or was. Because watching a highlight tape from the 90s, this isn't the same as watching a guy live now. So I, I don't I don't love it when a guy like that comes in and does a fight. That being said, on the opposite side of the coin, when he fought Mike Tyson, I love that. Yes. This was an exhibition. Exactly. They boxed. It was nostalgic. It was cool. It was fun. This is not fun. This is a fight. It's different. Yeah, this so, is not good. This is not good for nah, a number of reasons, like you said. Well said, though, by the way. Because there are a lot of fighters <laughs> out there, a lot of fans out there, that the new generation that don't know much about the past generation. And and you've got a guy in there who is a legend who is getting back into the ring. And, and oh, man, it, it's like, yes, I thought the exhibition with, with Tyson was like the perfect goodbye for Roy because I love the fact, obviously, it was all about Tyson. But I also love that it was like a chance for people to, oh, shoot, Roy Jones, he was amazing. Like, and look up mm -hmm. his highlights. And so it was perfect right then and there. But boxing's not perfect. These guys don't know when to walk away. Can't believe it's being sanctioned. I said it was in Milwaukee, uh, Wisconsin. Yeah. I mean, I've never <clears> heard <throat> of a big fight ever in Wisconsin. That commission probably was like, yeah, sure, we'll do it here. Uh, it's, that sucks. Uh, there's nothing. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't go through with it. But like you said, he's he can do whatever he wants. I, I don't think he knows a, a life without fighting, right? Yeah, no. life without doesn't know all he knows is fighting and boxing. Dan, none of us do. <laughs> when I'm talking about fighters, none of us do. We don't want to leave. I'm talking to Paulie today about it. Like, like he's like, I don't, I won't shadow box because I'm gonna end up fighting. Like, like that's the way we are. We can't, Crazy. we can't help it. I actually might go to the fight because Vitor Belfort, my my gym mate, is uh is fighting as well. He's fighting uh Jacare, the Brazilian. All right, yeah. I mean, it's gonna be a spectacle. It's a lot of MMA fight, MMA guys boxing. boxing. It's not like MMA versus boxing. Besides that, no, James fight. It's MMA guys, MMA boxing. guys boxing, which is a whole different subgenre of what we've been seeing. Of it makes sense for the older guys. They can't they can't deal with the ground stuff anymore because it's so bad on the knees and the joints and and all that so, and the kicks and knees. So uh, yeah, they 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 think they go to boxing. It's going to be better for their health. I it's worse for their brain. But yes. Moving on, let's get into our fight preview uh, mode this weekend over on Showtime. Uh, triple header. I'm going to see uh, some a heavyweight fight lead it off against Victor Faust, who fought in one of the better fights of 2022 on New Year's Day against Kaladze. Um, you're going to see Mario Barrios versus Giovanni Santiago. Uh, Santiago, I thought, beat Broner a few years back. Barrios, yeah, he obviously. He got smoked by, uh, by uh, what's his name? Um one of the brothers. Um, Oops, uh, Santiago? Yeah. His next fight he got. Um, oh, my aunt. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, all the fighting brothers that, that coach too. Coach oh, uh, Russell. Uh, Russell. Russell's. Yeah. 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 He lost to probably Antoine Russell. I got to look that I up. Think but, yes. I think it, I believe it was Antoine, yes. And Barrios obviously has the, the losses to Keith Thurman and uh, to Tank Davis. So that's the yeah. co-main event. Main event's a good one. Uh, Ray Vargas, who is the reigning... Featherweight champion at WBC, going in for his third title in three different weight classes uh, because of a WBC stipulation where you can hop up to the next weight class and vie for a title, a vacant title. Uh, Shaki Foster uh, has a completely different story uh, than Ray Vargas. Uh, he had a you know claw to get to this spot, you know, back to back losses in 2015, 2016. Uh, Ray Vargas is uh, 
I'm gonna say had it made, but like this is a guy that had a way different trajectory. Run. Trajectory, yes, to get to where they're at right now. I like this fight. This should be a good one. It's like a technical fight. Vargas obviously has a lot of power, but he's hit the deck a lot his last couple fights. Foster has a ridiculous reach. I think he's a 72 inch reach for a 130 pounder. He's really yeah, he's tough to fight. Eight, 72. Yeah, he's no one four. wants to fight this guy, Foster, but now I feel like he kind of did something in boxing we see a lot. It's like he exhausted every option where now they have to fight him for for a title. So I think it's a good fight. It's, I think it's a great fight, and I, I I'm back in Foster. Hmm. I think that I yeah I'm I'm taking Foster in this fight. I think that third weight class Ray Vargas, the power that he showed. You mentioned his power. He has we haven't seen that at 26. We're not going to see it at 30. Um, and Foster not only is the, is obviously the bigger man. He's more comfortable with the weight class, but he's he's a shifty, difficult guy switching sides. He, he's good. He's, he's really good. And he's learned, he's learned on the, on the job. So I, I'm, I'm, I like Foster in this fight. I, I, I'm curious to see what the line would be, but um, I like, I like his, I like his path. Like we said, I, he, he's had to claw and scratch his way. And, and I got, I got, a, I got a soft spot for guys like that. So I, yeah. <laughs> I, um, I don't know. And also I like his style. I like the way that he fights. I think that he can give Ray uh, Vargas a lot of trouble. And the lines uh, I don't know are, if Ray... are shifting here. Yeah. Oh, They're going to shift even more plus, when, when plus they listen to our show. Um, yeah, I like that. that. I like that play. Um, there's value in that play. Uh, it's shrinking too. So it shows that there's, there's money coming in on, on Foster. Um, after this, over... after people listen to this, forget it. It's, it's really going to Especially, yeah. Let's see how the hot streak I'm on. Um, yeah. Oshaki Foster by decision. Plus three hundred. That's a great. That's pass. interesting because he's not going to knock him. I don't think he's going to knock him. Like Foster doesn't have a ton of power. I'm not going to put some money on that one. That's like I don't have a parlay this week. I'm, I'm going to Venmo you. Put some money on for me. Let's get. Let's go into. You could be my bankroll. You could bankroll me. How about that? <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> you want to get in the get the I business don't have together. Any- for the record, I don't have any betting on, and no, I have no, I have no bookies. I, I don't, I don't bet on fight. I don't bet on anything. You don't need I'm bookies anymore. A, we got DraftKings, baby. Right. So, so that's my point. I don't, I don't have an app. I don't have anything. Not, not, I'm not logged in. I don't have a login. None of that. I got, I don't bet. So I might have to, I might have to, to shoot you money so you can, uh, you can bet. I'll bankroll you. So they got Foster one plus one thirty five on the money line. Just that's just to win, but plus three hundred on by decision, like. He's not gonna knock. I don't think he's gonna knock him out. Even though Vargas has gone down recently, he's shown. Maybe like, they're thinking. Maybe they're thinking that if it goes to decision, he's probably gonna get robbed. Well, that's another thing. That's what kind of prevents a lot of people from gambling on boxing. But that's why I do. I stick with over unders a lot because you can't. Mm. The judges can't get involved in the, in those. Um, yeah, prop bets. Are, prop bets are fun too. I I think Foster's gonna win. I I really do. I do too. I think, yeah, yeah. think Oshaki Foster's gonna win this fight. Um, good fighter. Uh, really good jab. Um, like we said, unconventional come up. Uh, he was a term pro in 2012, reeled off eight straight wins. Then he went two and two from 2015 to 2016, sat out all of COVID, uh, had a contract dispute with a former promoter that got ugly. Uh, then are you, are you, do you see why I like this kid? <laughs> sounds like, uh, yeah, it sounds like Chris yeah. Algieri, but you exactly. didn't go, uh, you didn't like go two and two. Uh, you were undefeated, right? When you went to right. the yeah. fight. But, you know, still, Correct. still, like, you were assigned to a smaller promoter. Uh, I'm sure you had your doubters. Same thing with, with Foster. Like, 
plus no one wanted to fight uh Foster too because of like things we just explained like 72 inch reach <laughs> unconventional uh unconventional style stance. very little to gain too like the yeah. risk reward factor of boxing he's, he's talented he's a he's talented and then Ray Vargas on the other hand uh I don't understand how Vargas goes from how does Vargas go from being the champ at, at featherweight right now so all of a sudden, just getting a title, I understand it's like a stipulation by the WBC, but I feel like a lot of fighters, they claw to get a title shot, the uh, Boots Ennis, like all these guys, and you see someone like Ray Vargas, like, oh, I'm just going to waltz into this fight and fight for a vacant uh, title in a, in a weight class I've never been in while being a champion at, at 126. Box, it's so hard to explain the sport sometimes. It's too. a stupid stipulation. Amanda, Amanda Serrano used that to her advantage all over the place. She jumped yeah. from weight class to weight class based on that. Uh, which is very smart on their on their 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 side, but yeah, it's a very stupid rule. And uh, there, there's there's better opposition. There's better guys than than a, a guy who's ne- literally never fought at this weight class. <laughs> I wouldn't even rank Ray Vargas at 130 at this point because well, I don't know who he's going to be. Yeah, yeah, I, I I don't have him ranked. I did my ranking. I don't have him ranked in there because I don't I have no idea what he's going to look like. You know, weight classes matter. We have them for a reason. Guys are not the same in every weight class. So, I don't know. I don't like that rule. What? Okay, let's get rate. into our 130-pound picture here because yeah. it is a it's a weight class that was once dominated by Shakur Stevenson, and yep. he abruptly left. Uh, we knew that he was going to leave, but we didn't know it was going to be this soon because of the weight. You know, not weight making the weight in his last fight and and or uh, last year and giving up the, the belt. So that kind of cleared out the whole division and, and made it left a little bit of a shadow in the, in the division, because I think that Shakur Stevenson was so much better than any other fighter in this division. And it's not a knock on any of these guys, but now it's wide open and there are belts to be had. And there are pretty good fighters in, in this, in this uh, weight class. So I will start with my top five at 130 pounds. Uh, number one, uh, sorry, five, uh, Rakamov. Uh, solid uh, guy's been in the division for a while, uh, has some wins, um, and we'll see on uh, April 22nd when he fight. fights yeah. Joe Cordina uh, where he'll be on that list. At number four, I have Joe Cordina. Uh, he's fighting Rakimov. Uh, we talked about him just before. Uh, has that mm-hmm. one-punch power out of nowhere, but more of a technical fighter. High ceiling. We'll see. The jury's still out on Joe Cordina. Number three, Hector Garcia. Just yep. fought uh, Javante Davis, uh, had two of the bigger wins uh, last year. Good pop, solid fighter. He'll bounce back from that uh, fight, despite uh, some people saying that he quit. Uh, he's still a champ at 130, and I still think he's got a lot of power uh, in those I think games. he's going to be better, actually, going back down to weight and having that big fight experience. But that's of course, just, definitely. Yep. Yeah, you went, you know, he was hanging in there with Javante Davis. Huge, doesn't get any bigger than a Javante Davis fight. Uh, in boxing, one of the, the bigger stars in the sport, and he definitely will learn from that. And people, I think people are forgetting that he is a champ, so he still has his, his belt, and he'll get back in there this year, I'm sure. All right, this is where it gets a little uh, two and one here. I, I did I could flip flop him, but I'm gonna go Navarrete two. Um, the jury is still out on this guy somehow. Uh, you want to pick against him every time he gets in the ring, but he'll show you something spectacular. Uh, this past weekend, he's you know, 32nd count, uh, his de- defense is lackluster. He can't make weight all the above, but still <laughs> finds a way to win and knocks yeah. out a guy in spectacular fashion. Love that. So I got him number two and number one, 
Valdez. I think um, he's so technically sound. I think he has a really good resume. Solid fighter. I have no problem putting him number one. But it's a wide open division. Let's get yours. I'm gonna go the opposite. I'm gonna go from one down to five. So right. I have the first same. I have the same first three as you. Valdez number one, Navarrete number two, uh, Hector Garcia number three. So Navarrete, I put so high because hey, listen, he fought in the weight class. I can't, I can't rank Ray Vargas. He has not fought at 130. I have no idea what he's gonna look like. I've seen Navarrete at 130. Obviously, his power still holds. Cool, Navarrete number two. Um, like you said, Valdez Shakur leaves. It creates a vacuum, and even though he smoked Valdez, Valdez is still the best guy in the division. By, yeah. Probably, you know, by a lot. And and that fight with Navarrete is an awesome fight. I think Valdez wins that fight, but it, that's regardless. So I got number one, number two. Hector Garcia, already spoke about him. Uh, number four, I have Ramakov. I, I think he is uh, very, very tough. I think he is um, he's good, and he's not really well-known. And I think the fight with Joe Cordina is going to tell a lot for both of them. I think if Ramakov wins the fight, he solidifies himself exactly where he is at, one, at fourth. If Joe wins... They're going to swap out and they're going to, you know, it's going to put Joe in that position. I, unless Joe like has another awesome highlight knockout, I'm probably not going to move him past four either. Cause it's, I think getting past Garcia and Navarrete and Valdez is, is, is a tall task. And I'm going to say, I got Oshaki Foster at number five. Um, so I, I, I really like his style. I think he's going to be really difficult for any of these guys. Um, and I think he's going to really solidify himself when he beats Ray Vargas. And my, 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 you know, you know, I like, I always like my honorable, honorable mention. mention. I, got, I got Joe Cordina right outside at number six. I list. think Joe's really good. Yeah. It, he is I mean, good. Yeah, it, it's very similar to yours. <laughs> I mean, that's the, like the top, I put it out on Twitter today and it was, everyone pretty much had the same five. Uh, it's, they're very close together. Uh, the, I think the five at the top are, are pretty consensus. Um, yeah. Foster was my hot take. But I think after this weekend, it's not going to be. Foster can find himself in the top five. Robson Conceso is another name. Uh, obviously, he lost. Super to talented. Steven Sandy. You know, he 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 hung in there. Super tough. He lost to Valdez as well. He lost to Valdez. He lost to Stevenson. Right, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with losing to the best. Nothing wrong. With and a lot of people thought he beat Valdez, by the way. That's true. Uh, I think Conceso is right. Hovering in the on that list, uh, you got guys like Robert, uh, Roger Gutierrez, uh, Ogawa, who for a while man, I was a big fan of Ogawa. I know uh, for the and then the Cordina knockout was like, oh man, it really wipes him out of out of your memory. And unfortunately, he'll, he'll, he'll he is be good back. Fighter. Right, Lamont Roach, um, you know, some other guys at one thirty. It's an interesting division. It's not a division that really gets a lot of pub. It's not a division that's like historically. Uh, you know, it's like no. in between featherweight and lightweight. It's like one. Yeah, it's one of those tweeners. It's one of those tweeners. Um, but it's also a, a in recent time is is really changed dramatically. Because, you know, we talked about Shakur Stevenson moving on, which created that 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 void. Um, you had a guy like Chris Colbert who was who was raging through, and Hector Garcia beats him, drops him, wins right. a, a lopsided decision. Colbert is out of the talks now, um, but he was a very good fighter. Then you had um um. He's uh he's fighting Mickey Bay. Um, oh, Tevin uh, Farmer. Tevin Farmer was a longtime champion. Beat a lot of top guys in the way. He was another guy. He was a one thirty pound staple. Jojo Diaz was a top three guy. All these guys have now left the division. It's created a, a very a whirlpool worth of you know for for the division. So it's 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 a great topic that you brought up for for us to talk about because it, it, the the division has changed quite a bit. It's a division like it's like a. 
I wouldn't say like a stepping stone, but it's like a division that guys don't stay too long at. It's like they're on their way yeah. to lightweight or the moving on. The way one forty and... used to be. One forty used to be like that. De La Hoya yeah. didn't spend much time there. You know, Shane Shane Mosley jumped completely over it. Shane Mosley went from thirty five to De La Hoya forty seven. You know, it's a it's one of those divisions that people use. Like you said, stepping stone. It's a division that, but in today's world in boxing, you can, you know, if you're a guy that is perfect for the weight and there's opportunities and there's ways to make money with these belts, unfortunately. And I mean, there's so many of them, but, you know, there's a reason why these fighters are chasing after the belts is because, you know, you get the belt and then the bigger fights get made. Got to pay those sanctioning fees. Uh, but that's the top five. We'll see if uh, these guys fighting this weekend, Oshaki Foster or Ray Vargas, I think the Inside Boxing Live official pick is Oshaki Foster by decision plus three twenty? Kid, do it, do it. I'm, I'm, I'm banking it right now. I'm gonna do that, and I'm gonna take the Chiefs money line, uh, for the Super Bowl. You have a Super Bowl pick before we say goodbye? Yeah, we talked about it the other day. I'm, I'm gonna go whatever you're not gonna go. So I'm going go birds. Are you gonna pick an octopus? <laughs> I'm gonna pick an octopus for the birds. Yeah, we should an octopus for the birds and Oshaki Foster decision. That is quite the parlay. <laughs> I, I don't suggest doing that parlay. That but... is the weirdest parlay yeah. ever laid down in the history of drafting. <laughs> All right, folks. Great show. I uh, hope you enjoy the fights this weekend. Oh, also, Adam Azim is fighting this weekend on Fight TV. Oh, He's, yeah. The, the, people are is... saying he is the truth. Have you known anything about him? Uh, I just literally just recently I've been I watched some of his highlight reel knockouts against some pretty decent guys. But, you know, he doesn't have a lot of fights, but um, he's huge for the weight class. He looked. Jeez. I thought he was a one fifty four pound. I didn't know he was a one forty. Oh, no, forty pound. I was I was I think forty seven fifty four. He's he's really big for the weight class. I saw him on the scale. He looked healthy too. I'm like, all right, this guy. It's good to be young, man. When you're young, you can cut a lot of weight. They say that he's the. Uh... You know, the next they're billing him as the next big thing in UK boxing because there really isn't like much on the scene in the UK in terms of prospects. There's a lot of guys like Khan versus Kell Brook was such a big fight because there were two of the biggest names and there was like not much a- after that. Uh, Dan yeah. Dubois and it was so late in their faltered a little anyway. bit. Yeah, exactly. So Adam Azim uh, is fighting on Fight TV. He just got picked up uh, here in the U.S. It, there was in danger of not being shown here. Uh, he's someone to keep an eye on at uh, 140. Uh, that's yeah, it. I want, I want to watch him because I saw, I saw Khan actually talking about him, and it was like, it was interesting. I mean, Khan was an, a legitimate superstar over there. I, oh, I mean, sure. everywhere he was he was he was a global star. People people like to hate on Amir Khan, but um, oh. he was an absolute star. So, also, Chris, I am uh, participating in the second annual John Boy Media Football Combine this weekend. Forty uh, yard dash, receiver gauntlet, um, passing. Uh, do you have any tips for me? So I don't tear any muscles off my bones. I was going to say, I was going to say warm up, but um, I'm taking side bets on over <laughs> under if you blow out your hamstring. Um, what will be my 40 so, time? Uh, over 5.9 or under? Oh, that's so bad. 5. That's 9. horrible. It's horrible. But I'm well, really trying if, not cause, to get cause hurt. Because, yeah, I was going to say, if you go under that, you're going to get hurt. So <clears throat> it's tough to be, it's tough to be over 35, bro. 35 on the dot. Okay. Yeah, you're you're over it. Everyone you, calls me old you, at the office, so uh, you are the old man. That you're the you're the father of the office. I'm the grandfather. I'm four years older than you. Yeah, so I'll be 39 in uh, three weeks. Wow, we're all, we're getting old, folks. We are getting old. The speak countdown. yourself, bro. I feel I feel great. 
because you're busy. We're all busy. But yeah, hopefully uh, I keep all my my muscles intact and I don't tear anything uh, this weekend at JM Cox and Combine. We'll be back next week with another episode, of course. As always, protect yourselves at all times. Keep your hands up. Stay out of those DMs. We out.